morning by asking you, um, what is the best news that you've ever gotten? And, you know, I would do this even if there were 200 people in the room, but let me actually hear. Um, I don't need to be the only one talking this morning. What is the best news that you've ever gotten? Can you think of anybody? Oh, oh, okay. We're expecting. Yay. Okay, good. That's, that can be good news. She said yes. Good. Excellent. Anybody else? Best news? Good news? We're going where? What? Going. Yay. Okay. Anybody else? Good news. Best news? Okay. Been born good. I met Jesus. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Good news. Right. Yeah. Christmas morning. That's good news. All right. Guys, you know what? Good news is, well, by definition, good, isn't it? We like getting it. I remember when Kara was uh, three years old, and for those of you who know me, I don't remember anything, uh, but I remember when Kara was three, uh, and legitimately I remembered this story, and then I double-checked the facts with Ange just to make sure that I had the right child and, you know, age and all those things. When Carol was three, she started asking for a baby sister. And so for months, it was, Mom and Dad, I really want a baby sister. I really want a baby sister. And, like, we kind of just, we kind of avoided the conversation, right? I mean, we, we kind of felt like um, we were very reluctant to add another child. Because Kara was awesome, right? And we were afraid that if we had another kid that maybe God would want to teach us patience or some other really hard lesson, right? And so we were, and that's legitimate. Seriously, we were like, I don't know, we got really, we were blessed with the first one, the second one might be a disaster, right? Like, we were only three years into it. We weren't sure if it was our parenting or, you know, we just, hey, lucky golden ticket, and we got a really good one. We weren't sure what the deal was, and so we were reluctant to add a, another kid. And uh, finally, uh, Ange and I kind of came to the place where we, where we decided we were just going to trust God, take him at his word that he wouldn't give us more than we could handle um, with the Holy Spirit's help. And so we... We said okay, and we started down that journey. And I remember that the coolest day when we got to announce to Kara that she was going to have a baby brother or sister, right? And so that nine months that Kara is like, she's watching mom change and all this, and we're talking about it, and we're talking about names, which we didn't pick her, her choices at all because they were very weird. And so, you know, just... But the anticipation all through that time for, uh, for a baby. And it was so cool. Doesn't it seem like uh, baby news is, uh, is some of the best news, right? Isn't that cool? Baby news is some of the best news. And, and yet, with that comes that anticipation and that fear, right? The, uh, the wonder of it and the apprehension, and the sense of 
great joy. All those things seem to be wrapped up in baby news, right? And we have that time to anticipate. Well, this morning, if we look classic, like it's Christmas morning, so what am I going to preach about, right? Classic, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, and it says, And then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see these things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who, were, uh, who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at, the shep at what the shepherds said to them. You know, this, it's a familiar story for us. I mean, God shows up, uh, uh, some seriously awe-inspiring messengers with, uh, with a world-changing message, and it gets announced to the shepherds. Now, when I'm downstairs and I'm talking with kids, and some of you have heard this on uh, Wednesday nights when I teach downstairs, there are a couple of things that I always like to remind people about sheep. Right? What are the two things that we know about sheep? They're smelly and they're stupid. Now, when we moved here, this is a side, it's not in my notes, I'm sorry. We'll call it bonus material. When we moved here and we started hiking, um, we decided, because <clears throat> we started reading, you know, about all the paraphernalia that we need in order to enjoy the Black Hills. And so we decided that we better, we better get some wool socks. And we thought that this was a little weird. You, you realize that wool, like, is antimicrobial or whatever that word is so that they don't stink. Have you noticed that? Here's what's strange. When that wool is on the sheep, it smells bad. It's a weird thing. I don't understand that. I mean, that's a, that's a paradox. It, like I said, bonus. There's a reason I didn't put it in my notes because it has nothing to do with the day except sheep stink and they're stupid, okay? Sheep are really stupid. And so the people that are they're living is to take care of the sheep. They're the lower class citizens. Like, you notice where the shepherds were. They were with the sheep, right? Like, they didn't get invited into town because they smell and they hang out with sheep all day. But yet this is who God announces the Messiah to. And there's something about that. That God, he, he lays these bread trails, these breadcrumbs all through Scripture, all through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament, saying, this Savior's for everyone. This Savior is for everyone. And the message came originally to shepherds. And God entrusted it to them. 
Now, I don't know if they got that, right? I think they probably figured out where they were on the pecking order in society. I don't know if they understood that whole thing, but boy, how exciting it was for them. They went right away. Let's go check this out. Dude, they got the scoop. They got the big message, and God entrusted it to them. They were the first ones. And look at what the angels said, how they described the news. They said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy. No kidding. That's some serious news. Now, certainly for Mary and Joseph and for their extended family, there was great joy at the birth of the baby, right? They, they had been anticipating for nine months. They had been looking forward to it. Oh, what's he going to look like? Well, we already know what we're naming him, but what's he going to look And they were looking forward to it. So certainly there was joy in the family. But that's not what the angels said. The angels said that it would be great joy for all of the people. What all people? Every person, everywhere, for all time. Guys, that's some serious news. That's some serious news. And so why was this birth announcement so great? Well, because it was for everyone. Have you ever noticed that good news is better when it's compared to bad news? I, I, that may sound logical, but re, I mean, stick with me here. What, so, you're, so you're flipping through a magazine and you see an article that says, hey, look, there's a new promising treatment for Parkinson's disease. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But you read that differently if you have Parkinson's. Right? News is, good news is better when it's compared to bad news. Right? When, when the boss says, see you on Monday... That news sounds different in an interview when you've been unemployed for six months. Good news is better when compared to bad news. And so it's really important for us to put this good news into the context of our reality. The reality of mankind. The reality of, uh, of our lives. And we get a little bit of that reality, the, the, uh, the check for that, and a, a, maybe a clue for that in verse 11, where it says, where the angel said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. There's a clue. There's a clue as to why it's good news. And we see that rounded out in the rest of the New Testament. And Paul does a great job of kind of exploring our reality. I mean, just to pull a couple of pretty well, but if you look, when Paul writes in Romans 3.23, he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is the reality for every person on earth. We have all sinned, which means that we've disobeyed God, which means we've separated ourselves and done our own thing. We've followed our own agenda and uh, separated ourselves from him. Paul says in a couple, ver a couple of chapters later, he says, and the wages, what we earn for our sin is what? Death. Folks, it's not my opinion. It's the reality of 
our life. We've all sinned, and the penalty or the wages, the things that we earn because of that is sin. That's the reality. And so, and all of us deserve it. All of us have earned it. All of us, uh, that's in our future. Romans 3 chapter uh, verse 10 says none is righteous no not one not one understands no one seeks for God all have turned aside together and have become worthless no one does good not even one Merry Christmas right because if we just you know okay let's pray and let's leave that's not good news that's the bad news but that's the reality but good news is better when it's compared to bad news. If we don't understand the bad news, if we don't understand the reality, if we don't understand our need for a Savior, then this just becomes a really nice story. Oh, isn't that nice? The baby and the angels and the, the shepherds. Isn't that nice? Good news is better when compared to bad news. And so, for hundreds of years, the Jewish people have been looking forward to the Messiah. If you go all the way back to Isaiah chapter 9, in his forecasting, his prediction, his, um, his prophecy of what was to come, this is what he says, For unto you a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The shepherds were looking forward to it. Everyone in Israel was looking forward to it. All of God's people were looking forward to that day when good news would arrive. But they had been waiting a long time. They had been waiting a long time. And yet it was on this night that it arrived. So the, the, the Jews looked forward to this earthly kind of ruler, this warrior king who would come in and rescue the people from their oppressors like, like David had done, like the judges had done, like uh, Joshua had done when he led the people to clean out the, the, uh, the promised land. That's what they were looking forward to in a Messiah. And yet God really had something much, much bigger in mind. Consider this. In Acts 13, he says, Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification that you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. He came and did something that you couldn't do, which is set you free set you free 
in John chapter 8. I love this conversation. It says, to the Jews who already believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In verse 33, they said, they, but they answered him, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? They didn't know the bad news, did they? They didn't realize the bad news. Well, we understand that Rome is over us, but we're not slaves. No, 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 that's not what he's talking about. You're slaves to your sin. And this is what Jesus answered them. He said, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in a family, but a son belongs to it forever. Verse 36, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now folks, that's good news. That's the kind of news that can bring great joy. And not just for a handful of people, not just to a select few, but to everyone, everywhere, for all time. It's good news that's even better because we realize the bad news of our reality. So, what's the real reason for the season? It's not a cute baby who's innocent, laying there cold in a feeding trough somewhere. That's not the reason. Because that baby came to be a warrior king. To save all of his people. Not just the Jews. All of us. And not from the Roman oppressors, but from the condition that all of us have that we're dead in our sins. And yet Christ came. And that baby grew up to be a man, to fulfill his primary purpose, to stand in our place, to die on a cross, to take the penalty of our sin, which was death. He didn't have a penalty to pay because he had never sinned. But he took our penalty. He took our place. Let me tell you, folks, it's good news. And it's better news because we know the bad news. And I'll just say, you know, I mean, some of y'all have already opened your gifts, and some of you are still looking forward to that. But let me just say, guys, there's a gift that's being offered. And I don't know where y'all are with your relationship with Jesus Christ. But there's action that has to be taken on our part. We have to receive the gift. But God doesn't put a bunch of hurdles in the way. He says this, If you believe that I am the Son of God, and if you confess that with your mouth, then you'll be saved. It's as easy as saying, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are and that you can do what you say you can do, and you didn't. You have done it on my behalf, and I'm trusting you for it. It's not my effort plus Jesus, it's just Jesus. Living out the exchanged life, that's really what Jesus offers. He says, you take my life, and then I'll live my life through you. It's good news. You guys can come, and I'll pray. Would you guys join me in praying this morning? If you haven't received the gift, man, don't leave today 
without talking to somebody. Uh, talk to me, uh, Donovan, Mike. You talk to somebody today about the gift because it's, it's good news. And it can be great news for you today. Let's pray. God, thank you for the time together this morning just to be encouraged through the truth of your word. God, that, uh, that you would love us and want to be involved in our lives and that you would give so generously that you would give your only son on our behalf not because you're compelled to do it but because you love us God thanks for that gift thank you for the good news Father we praise you we love you this morning as we lift our voices as we sing Father we invite your spirit just to to stir in us, to move us, Father, to respond to you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's one of the awesome things about this gift is that we don't just get to celebrate it once a year. This is an eternal gift. You know, I love Christmas because of you just see the best in people. You see Christ. I, th I think it's just a little bit of a glimpse of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that is to come. But the, one of the amazing things about it is it's something that we get to celebrate all the time. And so we're just going to kind of highlight that today. That's kind of what it is. It's just a time to remember, to celebrate. But remember, this is an eternal gift for, for all who, who confess, just like Boomer said. And this is something that we get to celebrate year-round for all of